0: Coming up today on Locked On Texas Tech, it's Locked On Texas Tech against the spread as we get ready for another college football weekend. Of course, Red Raiders and Mountaineers we're taking a closer look at. A lot of familiarity running in all directions between the two sidelines. Is there an advantage to be gained for anyone as a result of that? We'll investigate and also investigating, well, the first half of the season. Joey McGuire and company doing some self scouting, self-analysis, self-reflection, as it relates to fourth down aggression. Has the risk been worth the reward, at least as far as one metric is concerned? We'll get into that dead ahead on Locked On Texas Tech. You
1: are Locked On Texas Tech, your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're
0: going to start this thing off right. Raiders! Great to be back with you once again on Locked On Texas Tech, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day with the only Chris level. I'm Casey Cowan. Today's episode brought to you by Underdog. Sign up right now on UnderdogFantasy.com with the promo code Locked On. That's promo code Locked On, and get your first deposit doubled up to $100. As you heard just a moment ago, we will begin today's conversation as we wrap up the week. Kick the doors open on another West Texas weekend and get ready for the Red Raiders and the Mountaineers with something pretty interesting, Chris, from your weekly conversation with Joey McGuire on local radio. Uh, Some self-reflection, some self-analysis as we look back on what has been one of the more interesting aspects of the first half of this season, that being pure unadulterated aggression (laughs) on fourth down what did he share with you because it sounded pretty interesting as far as the true crux of whether or not this (laughs) is paying off or if this is taking your knees out from under you
1: Yeah. So, well well, the conversation was about about bi-week and we always hear the term self-scout you just mentioned it there and like for people that don't really grasp what that is you just simply Step back and go. Hey, what play are we doing out of this formation on this distance? And you just put all of this data together because you, you want to make sure you're not, you know, telling what you're doing to the opponent because they're they have the same information. So you want to make sure that you're you're looking at all that and gathering it all. But in in the midst of all that, I think uh, the the folks over at, at Tech and Joey Staff and I think Matt Dowdy with the uh, you know the the sports information department. They all kind of started looking at the fourth down stuff, and so Joey starts going into this kind of conversation Wait, about we got dowdy scouting stuff. He, he well, he was he was <laughs> not scouting. He just looked oh, okay. it all up. Yeah, okay, he looked gotcha. it all up. Um, <laughs> he but so Joey said, okay, so there's a lot of talk about you know fourth downs and everything. So we looked it up and. On the drive, so here, here, here was the number, and I was like, "Okay, repeat this for me." And I, I, you know, I wrote it down just to make sure I was right. But he looked it up. And he's like, "On the on the times that we have gone for fourth down on any drive and we haven't converted, we've okay. given up, we've given up twenty eight points." Okay, or excuse okay. me, uh, make make sure I'm writing it up, Twenty points. Twenty. Twenty. 20 sorry, I'm, I'm getting the number screwed up. But when you have gone for the fourth down and then converted one on a drive, they've scored 58 points anyway. It nets a positive plus 38, right? So, I think what they wanted to make sure of because he even referenced you know Alabama and Nick Saban on a fourth and two in the red zone, uh, against Tennessee last week, they elected to kick the field goal, and we know you know that that game didn't work out for uh, the Crimson Tide, so he's just kind of looking at. (laughs) the fourth down stuff. And they, they had an hour meeting on Thursday, you know, with, with the analytics folks just kind of going through all these different scenarios and everything like that as they, as they normally do. Uh, But anyway, I I think it just suggests to them that they're going to, you know, that they're not, not that it's right or wrong and that there's, you've got the gut feel, but that they are going to continue to roll the dice because it's netting a lot more positives than it is negatives. And Yes, it can equal short field. Yes, you cannot go it or you can lose momentum, but you can go win a game too. The Texas game, I think. I think the two the two examples of you really doing well in it, I think, was the Texas game. That was like a, I want to say like a plus twenty seven. So you scored the fifty eight points, you know, total on these fourth down conversion drives. Let's call them. Well, twenty seven of those points were in that Texas game. You're unless, six for eight. Exactly. And let's be honest, if you don't if you don't roll the dice in that game and and, and really do are good at it, you're not going to win it, you know, because Mm -hmm. Texas played well in the second. Anyway, I just thought it was interesting, uh, some interesting numbers and an interesting way to look at it because I hadn't thought about it like that. But that that is one of the of the things that they had looked up. Point being, don't expect it to to be, be backed off much at all. You know, as we go forward in the last six. So he's a gambling man. He's going to stay a gambling man. And they they have the data, the the analytics and the book says to do certain things. But they also now have it backed up uh, on what what they feel like is a plus 38, uh, you know, positive net there with uh, points gained versus points lost in those drives. So giddy up.
0: He is a roving gambler gamble all day round whenever he sees a game a chance he goes for it on for it down yeah he goes for it on, oh for man cowan
1: uh, what yes that's dac with the bars yeah i think oh, dac
0: I was talking okay. fourth down or maybe he said put his money down i can't remember but <laughs> hey you know what honestly even if like the differential within those points was not positive towards texas tech i didn't expect it to stop and I don't yeah, necessarily no. want it to. We've talked about it, Chris. Like, do what you do to the fullest that you do it. I don't want yeah. any wishy-washy like, oh, I don't know. Or, oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I'm Avery Johnson, and I'm going to change up a 62-win team's lineup in the first round of the playoffs
1: <laughs> against an 80. Oh, man, let it go. Let it go, Kevin. And I'm still going to be bitter about it. You've, you've been holding on to that <laughs> one too long, man. I mean, yeah. That was the classic go, example buddy. of, like,
0: out-thinking the room, I thought. So yeah. I always come back to it. So, no, I didn't really expect to see it cease either way. And i if that's what he wants to do, that's what he wants to do. And I want to see it continue if he thinks that's best, because we hired him to do what he thinks is best and win football games. But I guess I would say, and I wouldn't even call it playing devil's advocate. It's just, hey, here's the, the counter to that, um, you know, 58 to 20. Well, it's not singular within a game. It's not in a vacuum. And when you talk about maybe some combined differentials in Texas Tech losses this year, you may want to run back to that 20 points and think, well, what is it if you flip the field or you you punt and you play defense on the other side? Are you giving up like three on those uh, subsequent possessions instead of 20? I don't know, but that would be pretty easy uh, to counter with if you're not feeling like the 38-point differential is some really positive sign. I'm glad it's not negative, but I do have a little bit of a tough time processing it, if that makes sense, because... I don't know how related those numbers are. I know there are some sequences within the same game. Like the Texas one's a great example that you gave there. Clearly your decisions there helped win you the game. What you did after converting those fourth downs or conversely, maybe limited on the two times that you didn't convert to fourth downs. That helps you win the game. That one's easy for a simple minded guy like me to process. Some of these others may be a little bit more uh, muddy, but, I want to see him continue to go pedal to the metal. I already called Sonny Dykes a sissy for not going for it on his own 34 in the first quarter. So I'm a converted dude right now, you know? Of course, I'm I'm bathed in the, the Maguire waters here halfway through the year. So we'll see what type of scenarios come up because here's another one I got for you. Uh, don't face a fourth down so deep in your own territory in the first quarter. Maybe we'll try that on in the second half at some point. Too.
1: Sign me up for more of that. You yeah, like that? Uh, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yes. Uh, convert those third downs, gentlemen.
0: We'll see. Something tells me yeah. we may be back in some of those very interesting situations coming up this weekend. And we're back to Texas Tech and West Virginia coming up dead ahead. Familiarity in a lot of ways. Maybe the name of the game this weekend is on both sidelines and not just among like former Tech coaches or Tech players, but also familiarity that Chris will get into uh, coming up as it relates to a current tech coach and a West Virginia player. So, curious to see at some different moments what's been learned about one another. Uh, we'll get into that and more coming up directly ahead. But first, it's our friends at Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to kick your college football weekend up a notch. They put in all the work to make you the priority. User experience is number one on the priority list. So, your game day. Is still a game day as you're following your favorite team, but also keeping up with what you got going on with underdog fantasy. Chris, do you have anybody standing out to you for the Red Raiders if you were making a fantasy selection uh, offensively for Texas Tech this weekend?
1: You, you know, honestly, I would still I would I, I would point to either Trey Cleveland or Jerron Bradley. They both had monster mm-hmm. games uh in Stillwater. they were both over hundred yards and I would expect them to continue to be featured. Uh I you know, I, I especially think so you say that with, with, you know, kind of JJ Sparkman. You're not real sure about Miles Price, you're not real sure about I think Xavier White could be another one if you you you, you know you needed to fill somebody, but I, I would point to Bradley or uh, or Trey Cleveland.
0: There you go. Texas Tech, West Virginia. A couple options there for the one here in Lubbock. But, of course, you got the entire college football map to play with, with Underdog Fantasy. So sign up today with the promo code Locked On, and Underdog is going to double your first deposit up to 100 bucks. You deposit a hundo, you get a hundo back for free, baby. So that's sweet news any way you slice it. Go to underdogfantasy.com <laughs> or find the Underdog Fantasy app in the App Store or the Google Play Store. And again, use the promo code LOCKED ON and kick up your college football weekend a notch. Get in on the college football pick 'em today at underdogfantasy.com.
1: March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast.
0: joining us on locked on texas tech on the locked on podcast network subscribe 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 remember to tell your friend to subscribe and then remember again to think about subscribing and double check that you have subscribed on youtube just like each weekday routine you know to start it off there just think about those things it's like a meditation your mantra could be subscribe. Subscribe. Namaste. Subscribe. Namaste. If subscribe. namaste <laughs> subscribe. If Namaste or Goose Vraba is like getting old to you, <laughs> let's go with the subscribe and let's get yeah. Zen on YouTube on Locked on Texas Tech. Do it there anywhere you get podcast. I'm kind of wondering, you know, you get into like a Namaste comfort zone, Chris. Is there any comfort for anybody on either sideline this weekend at the Jones who's got familiarity? With the opponent, whether it's the place, the environment, say for Neil Brown or Graham Harrell on the West Virginia sideline or something that you learned about this week in a Texas Tech coach who's got some familiarity uh, with a West Virginia Mountaineer. Tell me about this connection because it's one of a few interesting ones uh, involved in this game here this weekend. (laughs)
1: Well, so you, you, you mentioned, um, you know, the fact that Neil and Graham were here. Don't, don't, we also need to remember Matt Moore, you know, the offensive line coach for West Virginia. He was here for many years. Chad Scott, the running backs coach for West Virginia. He was here for several years too. So basically that entire offensive staff on, on, on West Virginia's sideline either coached here or played here. So I, I just think that is, that is fascinating. And and Joey knows Graham's dad from way back and, you know, I mean, he, he had uh, he had Graham playing in some high school seven on seven tournament way a long time ago. when he was like in, when Graham was in middle school and Graham was that good where he was playing in the high school seven on seven tournament. So th- there there's a lot of familiarity there. I mean, and Graham Harrow, I thought this was interesting this week. He got asked a lot about the wind. Yeah, th- there was like four. He got asked four weather questions uh, about uh, the weather in West Texas and Lubbock. He mentioned a lot of blowing dirt. He mentioned a lot of uh, cold and, and a lot of wind and all that stuff. But he he, he did say he liked the sunsets here. And do they think we live
0: Texas. under the ocean or a mo- it's no, just?
1: I, yeah, I don't know. I I haven't. The wind hasn't bothered me, and maybe we're just used to it. But the wind it's it's breezy in other towns too, man. Trust me. I mean, have a little hack this spring. I got to be honest, but <laughs> the the spring is the worst. And so, yeah, but everybody acts like it's. Uh, you know, blowing forty miles an hour here. Seven Come days up with a, a new question, West Virginia media. Good boy. <laughs> I know it's quite the topic up there. Okay, okay so <laughs> last night when I'm sitting there talking to uh, coach, McGuire on, coach McGuire on his show, we have Marcel Yates on. Marcel Yates is somebody that's known Tim Drudder. Marcel Yates played at. He's a, he's the current secondary coach for Texas Tech, and that was really. Coach Deruder, as Joey McGuire said, he's like, hey, man, I I, I called up Tim Deruder, and I was like, hey, I want you to be my defensive coordinator. He's like, what do you need? And DeRuiter is basically his first answer was, I need Marcel Yates with me. And he was up there working with him and all that stuff. Well, they've known each other since Marcel Yates was at uh, playing at Boise State. And Coach Deruder was at Nevada. So they're in the same conference, all that stuff. And then they coached together several years later at A&M. So shame on them, but they got out of there. (laughs) And then then they've been together uh, on the West Coast at a lot of these Pac-12 schools, Arizona, uh, Cal, Oregon, and all that stuff. So anyways... I'm interviewing coach Yates and we sit there talking about how much football has changed and how different it is in the big 12 than the, uh, the PAC 12. He said the big 12 is a lot more physical than he expected and a lot more physical than he, than the PAC 12 is and all that. So we, we get around to JT Daniels, who is the quarterback for West Virginia right now. I said, well, coach, you know, your secondary you got another stiff test against another, you know, very experienced quarterback. He's like, yeah, you know, what's funny. He said, I was at Arizona, and we went against J.T. Daniels when he was at USC. <laughs> and I'm I'm thinking, okay, time out. So, so Coach Yates has gone from Arizona, then to Oregon, now to Tech. J.T. Daniels has gone from, let's see, what USC to Georgia, now to West Virginia, and here their paths cross again. It's a completely different league. It's a <laughs> league game, and it's it's several years down down the road. It's just fascinating how the portal and some of these things have given us these, these kinds of stories, uh, because, uh, he, he's yeah. he, he had film on him. He's, he looked up kind of what he did and what, how different, uh, th- they are and all that stuff. Anyway, I just thought that was like, I was like kind of mind blowing, like, psh, you know, that whole deal. So oh, yeah anyway. another,
0: another Lubbock, Texas connection, man. It's always bringing people <laughs> right. back together. Right? There you go. There, there you go. It goes here in the LBK. I feel like, I don't know about you, man, but JT Daniels, this week has been about as lightly discussed on the quarterback front for the opponent as I can really recall. Are we we
1: sleeping on? Well, he's good, Casey. He's good. He's just not not what you have seen to this point in that he's just really, I think the best way to describe him is more of a pro-style dropback kind of guy. He he, he absolutely can tuck it and go if if just needed. That's just not his skill set. That's not – he's not fast. He's not super athletic. He's got a pretty strong arm. And they're good on offense now. Graham's done a good job with that group up there, but they're very balanced. Um, You know, they don't have some just unbelievably stud at wide out. They're pretty good on the line and all that. But JT Daniels is a big part of it. And I was kind of curious, okay, you can't win the job at Georgia. You couldn't win the job at USC but you went it at West Virginia and and they were, they were desperately looking for an answer after basically kind of moving away from Jarrett uh last year, uh, which, you know, that's, that's another ironic kind of love. <laughs> I was Lubbock. just
0: thinking of him as you're talking about all this movement.
1: Oh, well, like Lubbock <laughs> tech connection, because see, Neil, he coached Seth Dagey when he was, they were at tech. He coached Jarrett Dagey and all that. So that's the only reason why we're talking about JT Daniels is because they kind of, <laughs> I think in, in so many ways they were like, "Hey, man, we we just gotta try to upgrade here." I think I don't know yeah. if it was Jarrett was kind of a scapegoat or all that, but uh, anyway, those are uh, I, I'm a big fan of the Deaky family and all that stuff. But anyway, just yeah, it, there's a lot of crossover and connections here and all those things. But uh, but Daniel, I mean, he, he's good enough to beat you, you know. I mean, I, I oh, think, sure. but he's just not a guy that I think is going to punish you consistently with, with his legs, and I think that's been different. So. If you can win some of those matchups up front and you can kind of get home, he's not a guy that you have to worry about over pursuing and you flush the pocket and then here he goes for 18 yards. So uh, we'll see kind of because I think Texas defensive line can and will play well on Saturday. I I really believe that. And it sounds like
0: you're maybe cooking up some turnovers there in what you're describing, possibly on the back end.
1: Cooking them up, and, and there's go. no beans in this chili, man. No stirring beans in this pot. chili, just turnovers.
0: Well, I'm not here to cast judgment on a man that likes beans in his chili because I like all the above, and I just think it's a silly conversation to divide Texans over. So I'm not here to do that right now while I'm stirring the pot, and we'll just continue to move on because we got plenty to divide us coming up next with Locked on Texas Tech against the spread. Chris and I are not dead even, but we're in the same neighborhood. So somebody has got to break – Free. We're taking a look at this weekend slate in the Big 12 and beyond.
1: And can I can I make you one more point before I get here? I told you this before we started uh, taping the show, but another mind blowing. You, you sit there and you talk to Adrian Fry, and he's sitting there telling you that he's been here since David Gibbs was the defensive coordinator. <laughs> Cowan, David Gibbs. <laughs> My, my man may set a record. I mean, I if he stays healthy the rest of the year, he may set a record for most games played as a Red Raider. Already played in 44.
0: Yeah, you want to talk familiarity.
1: I, I mean, mean, he he's seen it, – it's like, you know, well, yeah, way back when gas prices were this right. or, or so-and-so was president <laughs> or whatever. I mean, Adrian Fry has been a Red Raider for nearly a decade, man. He's seen two different streaks. That's amazing. He's seen a, he's seen a two-game losing streak from Texas Tech to West Virginia. Hmm. Now he's seen a three-game winning streak from Texas Tech on West Virginia. Go figure.
0: He was knee-high to a grasshopper on on (laughs) campus whenever Holden Hall was still the West Texas Museum, I think. I mean, he's really seen us growing up. He's got to be enjoying this centennial celebration we're preparing preparing to get into. Yes! (laughs) Shout-out to Adrian Fry for sticking it out, waiting around to finally say, now nah, we're getting a winning streak going against these guys, and I'm going to enjoy it. And hopefully, we're continuing that. So uh, we'll have to wait around and see, but we'll find out coming up very soon from Jones Stadium. And we'll find out which way we're going this week with Locked On Texas Tech against the spread dead ahead. But first, you know them, you love them. We want you to go see them. Support them because they're supporting us and because they're good folk over at Flatlands Grain in Health Center, Texas, America. And... Chris, among our galaxy of supporting partners, you know we've got Jay's Salsa that's supporting your taste bud family, but this somewhat similar to our other guy, Armin Williams, taking care of your business because when you're talking Flatlands grain harvest season and everything going on for farming and ranching families, uh, it's your business that uh, well you're relying on them to have your back on whenever everything. It's flying in all directions, and it certainly gets that way for just about everybody. Trustworthy Red Raiders, and glad to have them as part of the uh, Locked On Texas Tech Supporting Partner Galaxy. You like that term?
1: I do. I do. (laughs) And and these kind folks, they want to fulfill your grain storage needs. And I'm telling you, man, I'm bringing it back. Hashtag West Texas, man. Let's go. Come on. What what are we doing? Yes, West, west, y'all. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's right. Check them out. Flatland Greens, flatlandgrains.com.
0: They got your back. Uh, and harvest season is upon us. I mean, I've been saying it for a little while because it's feel like it's been creeping on us for a while, but truly at your doorstep now. And no job too big, too small, whether it's a thousand bushels, one truckload, or just keeping animals fed, or maybe even just a cup of coffee here or there. Uh, go see them 30 quick and convenient minutes north of Lubbock. In Health Center, Texas, give them a call at 806-839-2522 or visit them online, as Chris mentioned, at flatlandsgrain.com. The Red Raiders at Flatlands Grain are saying, wreck them tech. Go see them in Health Center, or again, check them out online at flatlandsgrain.com. Glad to have you along for the ride on Locked On Texas Tech, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, and we are wrapping up the week once again with Locked On Texas Tech against the spread. As I mentioned, Chris and I, not quite dead even, but we're in the same neighborhood uh, now after a week gone by. I'm not in the
1: Arkansas neighborhood anymore, I can tell
0: you that. No, and yeah. thanks a lot Arkansas for not playing a game this week and allowing yeah. me to hit Chris with that stinger. <laughs> that razorback stinger once again uh Arkansas about 65% responsible for Chris's 6-9 and 1 <laughs> mark. Oh, absolutely. Yes. He's <laughs> missed them every time they've been on the list and Yeah. Yeah, maybe they'll be back in the future. I am 7-8 and 1. We're both losers. Nobody is above 500 here, uh, and we're trying to get that way this week in the Big 12 and beyond let's start outside of the conference chris we'll go with a couple of top 25 matchups here uh one on the left coast with the 10th ranked oregon ducks hosting ucla where no one cares that they're the number nine team in the country the ducks minus six
1: in this game bears or ducks yeah, this is where I believe College Game Day is uh, on is that Saturday. Right? Yeah, that's where that. the, they'll be posted up in uh, Eugene, Oregon. One of the best players in the country that nobody really knows about is the UCLA quarterback Dorian Thompson Robinson, DTR. They call him. I watch. Uh, I watch enough stuff on. Yeah, exactly. Nobody knows who the guy is. I think he's got 15 touchdown passes, two interceptions. I think UCLA under Chip Kelly has just kind of been sneaky. Nobody's showing up to their games yet, they yeah. keep winning them. I mean, I always see his crowd shots at the Rose Bowl. It's like Troy Aikman's even like on TV in the NFL games, like, dude, man, Bruin fans, what are you doing? You Where know, you but uh, but they're yeah, they're, they're winning games. I just I'm, I'm going to take the points here. Uh, I'm going to go UCLA. I like that color blue. If I'm being honest, I kind of like that Columbia <laughs> blue. You know, uh, I, I like saying DTR. I think he's a pretty good uh, quarterback. Um, I never you know, think that's I, what you're going to say when you start out with DT, <laughs> but I like it as well. <laughs> but I, but I, I'm going to take a, I'm going to take UCLA plus six. We're simpatico to kick this sucker off here. I wanted to go Ducks to be honest
0: with you minus six, but then I saw this radical radical bear attack video the dude coming over the rocks and then kicking the bear down did you see that this week i have not oh i must share it with you but now that i've said it out loud and recall actually that the the rock climber defeated the bear like smacked him around threw him down until it left never mind i'm going ducks because that bear looked like a sucker he got beat up by a rock climber somehow give me the ducks (laughs) minus six i've talked myself out of it now that I've gone back to review the film, because the bear lost that matchup. How tough is a Bruin anyway? All right, so we're splitting right off the bat. Amend what I said. How about this uh, one from... A Bruin's some, tougher
1: than a duck, I can assure you that. Uh, possibly.
0: But <laughs> Although, I, yeah. I hadn't seen a duck get its ass kicked by a rock climber this week. I didn't see a bear do that, so I must... Fair, point. Go, Fair you know, point. What have you done for me lately, Animal yeah. Kingdom? Uh, the bear yeah. went down in that instance. Although... Phew, I talk. Well, no, there are two instances of bears going down this week. How about the pair of wrestlers that fought off the bear? I mean, they got, like, destroyed. I don't know what they looked like before, but they would have to be very ugly before to be more handsome. I have no idea
1: what you're talking about. Chris,
0: I got to get you my uh, YouTube Animal Kingdom brawl playlist. (laughs) Okay, please do. Uh, Yes. uh, You know where I'm subscribed on YouTube.
1: Turn me on to it. Yes. (laughs) Yes.
0: But they also survived. They defeated that bear. So it's been a bad week for bears all the way around. Yeah, Ducks is the pick. Okay. SEC with the pirate involved, Alabama just got well field rushed and like made everybody's dreams come true. Uh, seeing them go down and, and done the way that they were in Knoxville, Tennessee, where they're getting it for 10 a key. And when they're getting 10 a key saved 10 for me, the Crimson tide, the Mississippi state Bulldogs, number six, number 24, Alabama, 21 point favorite here in Tuscaloosa, Chris minus 21 or plus 21. You like the, uh, The Crimson
1: Tide or the Bulldogs? It's a big number. Yes, it is. It's a big number. (laughs) Uh, So was the amount of penalties that Alabama had last weekend, too. Uh, 17 17 penalties for a Nick Saban coach team. Um. You know, and, and and not to turn this sour, but I mean, what, uh, Mississippi State, man, they just had a player pass away this week, uh, you know, on their roster and all that. So I, I can't imagine their their mind is right. I don't know that. That's a weird one. And I think with all the motivation Bama may have of being embarrassed, I'm going to go I'm going to go tied. It's a big number. Uh, I'm going to take a minus twenty one.
0: we are taking shots this week because i'm going the other way i'm going with the bulldogs let's see if they can do something interesting that's a big number and it is i mean mike leach and a decent team over there with some uh some just out of the box. You're
1: uh, going with the fighting Dak Prescott. See, I, I like I like the way where your head's at. Dak Prescott. I don't returned. like it now that you said that. Yeah, there you go. He's back. Did Cooper Rush go to Mississippi State by chance? <laughs> no, <And> he went <laughs> to some Michigan directional Michigan school.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. Do we have them on the pick'em list? Damn it. <laughs> no. I'm going to Mississippi State. Okay. Uh, I really don't even know why, but I'm I'm shooting my shot. I'm tired of being in the same neighborhood with you. I'm either going to get kicked out to a worse one. Or I'm moving up to the penthouse this week. All right. Let's go to the Big 12 Conference. Baylor, Kansas. Minus 10 for the Bears in Waco. Uh, Kansas has come back down to earth, obviously, to a degree. Uh, Baylor, uh, how are we feeling in Waco? What are you seeing here, man?
1: Yeah, this is also a a pretty big number. Both of these teams come in having lost back-to-back games. So both teams come in uh, with two-game losing streaks. And it's kind of – don't don't laugh when I say it, but it's kind of an elimination game. I don't know if anybody thought that Kansas was going to hang in the conference race or anything, but Baylor Baylor by many was thought to you know be, be in the thick of it, win yep. it, uh, you know after after they won it last year. But if they drop this one, man, that's three losses, and you're you're just out. I mean, you, you I don't think mathematically you could probably still hang in there, but you need a lot of help. But um, the concern I have about taking Baylor minus ten is I don't know if Blake Shapen is going to play. However, because he last time we saw him, man, he didn't finish that game against West Virginia. He was uh, a dirty shot, knocked out, and and he concussed. Kyron Drones did come in, and I think this is why uh, they let their pre, their starter from the quarterback last year kind of go because they like Drones so much, and so I, I think I'm. I'm uneasy about it, but I'm going to take Baylor minus the, the 10 points. Ooh. And it's kind of going – it was nine and a half, uh, you know, just a bit ago. Now it's up to 10, so it's kind of trending that way. But I'm going to take Baylor minus 10. You had me thinking you were going Jayhawks, but you <laughs> yeah, no. And yeah. that
0: makes three straight now. We're I'll, going opposite ways <laughs> because I'm rock chalking this weekend. In Waco, plus 10. Come on, Kansas, you got any pride? We're talking about you. I mean, we, we weren't really, but some people were talking about you as like being something. Do you want to be something? We'll go be something this weekend. Baylor I'm has beat them
1: 12 up. straight times. 12 straight. And, you, and, you, and you're saying to yourself, well, a lot of people have beaten Kansas this many straight times. <laughs> think think about how many bad Baylor teams, though, have been in there. Because prior to uh, Art Bryles and then after Bryles left, they kind of bottomed out. Those teams still beat Kansas. Uh,
0: Kansas has been a special particular <laughs> brand of bad that's for sure yes uh but Texas Tech also beat Baylor like uh, I don't know 135 times in a row one time and uh then that came to a screeching halt as well so things can change people can
1: change
0: that was a horrible,
1: horrible rocky four rocky. if we could like change if drum, I like could change the, yeah if you could change levels is we can change. i have a better
0: russian interpreter impression than i do (laughs) Uh, rocky as a matter of fact all right here's one of the better ones uh i think just in general in the college football slate potentially and certainly one of the more interesting numbers this week oklahoma state number 11 in the nation
1: number 20 texas
0: stillwater oklahoma the scene and the longhorns minus six and a half
1: and it's in stillwater what in stillwater this number Sanders,
0: you're suiting up? What's going on?
1: Yeah, this number has gone up, Cowan. And I don't, I mean, it's like somebody knows something. <laughs> right. And, you know, I, I sure want to go with the somebody's here. Uh, <laughs> Oklahoma State, there was rumors about Spencer Sanders prior to last week's game before, before TCU. Somebody even had reported he wasn't even going to play. Not only did he play, he actually looked pretty good. You can't, you know, and, and then I think that was actually talked about on the telecast, he didn't practice that week. Uh so you know you you hear kind of shoulder, you hear lower body. I don't know what's going on with him. Uh, and he didn't look, you know, to the naked eye, he didn't look bad. I thought he played pretty well. He ran it some. Um you, you, I mean you do realize he's he leads, I think he leads the conference in rushing touchdowns, the to Spencer Sanders. He's got eight of them. Okay. And and if he doesn't play or if he can't really run, whoo boy, that that hurts uh, that hurts the pokes uh meanwhile you have Bijan robinson who's gone over five or excuse on over 100 yards in five straight games xavier worthy's caught a touchdown pass in four straight I, I i'm going with the somebodies here man i watch these two teams up close i don't feel good about it you're gonna make fun of me my <laughs> part, part of my family is there in stillwater they'll be rooting for the lighter color orange there we go i just am going off of what i see and i just think with, without me really knowing what's going on with Spencer Sanders, but somebody in Vegas is trying to tell us there's something goofy going on here because that number doesn't make sense to me. I, I don't I don't get it, but they also haven't lost a home game in like two years. So but I, I still I, I think Texas uh, may, may win this one by a touchdown or more.
0: My guy, we are shaping up for a wild and woolly locked on Texas Tech against the spread weekend. I'm going Cowboys. You're
1: you're going post. I'm going
0: Cowboys. It's Mike Gundy versus Steve Sarkeesian (laughs) as almost a touchdown favorite on the road with his Aston Martin driving mulleted quarterback. And I don't know as far as... I don't like his
1: orange glasses either.
0: I don't like anything about him other than we're brothers in Christ. That's the only thing I can find (laughs) to like about him. Uh I don't know specifically about comparing defensive fronts uh that Texas has most recently faced to Oklahoma State, but I think there is going to be uh, a fairly stiff challenge uh up front for the Longhorns. Hey, now game. you
1: know you know one of those guys quit this week. For the Pokes? Yes. He, got he, fed. he quit. Where were you two weeks ago? <laughs> That's it. So, so, so that I didn't know that, um, I, I forget which one it, it's, it's one of their main guys. He, he has gotten dinged up a little bit. He bailed out and was like, I'm going to get ready for the draft. I'm done with the season. And, and Joey McGuire leans over to me last night. He's like, dude, why not two weeks ago, man? Why not two weeks ago? But yeah, one of their guys, So that's also, I had that written down <laughs> I just forgot to mention it, but that's also one of the reasons why that, that's got, that's a weird deal. You just have a guy just I mean imagine imagine right now say say you lose uh, against West Virginia on Saturday and Tyree Wilson's like, "You know what? I just man I, I don't I just think I need to look out for my own best interest. I'm going to I'm going to check it in, man. I just, I'm not going to finish that." We, we would freak out and lose our minds.
0: There can't be anybody in the NFL that likes that either without a damn good reason. I mean, I, I, don't even I wouldn't know what it
1: would be. I wouldn't think so. Um but yeah, okay, one, well, of the, one of one of Thanks yeah, for that so tidbit. There, I would prefer next week
0: but maybe you give it before I make my pick. But now I've already made my pick, and I'm going to ride with the pokes, baby. Okay. Pistols firing or whatever lame thing they say up there. <laughs> I Take it back. I'm disgusted I said that. All right, let's get purple. It's just going to get more disgusting. There's no reeling it back in. It's I all know. purple in yeah. Fort Worth on Saturday night. We'll wrap it up with frogs and purple wildcats. Eighth-ranked Texas Christian. <laughs> yeah, right. And 17th-ranked Kansas State. Frogs at three and a half. Home favorite, Chris. How do you like it?
1: Oh, I, I yeah, I, I feel really good about this one. Actually, it's going to feel good to say it, especially if you go opposite of me because I know you don't really want to. I want, I want Kansas State plus the three and a half. I, I, I'm all, I'm all about it. I think they come off a bye week. I think TCU didn't play great, especially on special teams last week. Guess what Kansas state's really good at. Uh-huh. That's right. You guessed it. Special teams. I think uh, Adrian Martinez and Deuce Vaughn have got some for that bad to medium bad, the kind of average TCU defense. Oh yeah. Uh, I think, I think Kansas state can score with them a little bit and frustrate him. I think Kansas state's actually pretty good up front on the defensive line. I'm taking Chris climbing, man. I'm going with the, uh, that shade of purple as opposed to the one that they mix in red and tell you about the eyes shooting out blood and all that silliness. Man, after so much
0: of this conversation spin apart, which I don't mind, it Come actually on. Come on, feels Callie. good yes. to be together again.
1: <laughs>
0: one. There's no other option here. It's K-State. Everybody in Fort Worth's been picking out new Chino shorts this week. They're celebrating. <laughs> cheese and wine whatever they do i don't know but i guarantee you they're ironing some khakis and whatever and getting their very top glossed up for this weekend's game so they're not thinking anything like k-state is coming to town thinking we're the only purple people eaters in this stadium and i think it actually chris could be dangerously possibly embarrassing for sonny Dykes' team after so much credibility earned i mean they're in kind of a precarious spot here so look out if you just completely lay an egg and k-state's the kind of team that sometimes makes a team look really bad because maybe you're not doing the small things all that well or you kind of skip the special teams aspect of a game and i say that firsthand experience watching a few texas tech go arounds with those guys oh yeah
1: oh yeah (laughs) if tcu gets past this one I mean, we're all going to really get sick of hearing about the, what they've got going on because this is a landmine of sorts. Hey, do you? Uh, hey, pick a side. You want them to keep some momentum up to the tech game, or what do you think no, as a fan? No? I, I hope they lose every game <laughs> by a hundred thousand points. I, I don't care what it looks like when you get there. I want Man. that t- those tires flat. That's where I'm at. And I'm <laughs> and I'm from Cowtown, man. Yeah. I mean, but I, I don't care. We, put, we want them flat. We'll slice them in, again to make sure they can't be aired back up. And that's why I feel really bad when we do the power rankings and I try to move Texas up a little bit just because it makes me feel better about the, the Red Raider win and all that. But I don't care if it makes your win feel better and all that stuff, if they're better and, and you can knock them off. I mean, would it feel good if they were undefeated? Uh, And all that, and you go into fourth and win? Absolutely. But do I want them losing six times before then, even though they only have like two games? Yes.
0: I like the answer because my approach as a Tech fan has always been,
1: to hell with everybody. Who's your rival? (laughs) I don't know all of
0: them. It's us versus the world. We hate them all. Let's go.
1: (laughs) T-T-V-E, Texas Tech versus everybody. That's right.
0: Uh, Great way to wrap up. The Duchendorf Cup week. We got the battle for John Denver's soul on tap this weekend. And, of course, I'm sure you're not at home getting ready like I have been with a personalized. And do you have something that you'd pull out that may be constituted as, I don't know, like, damn near 1970s risque
1: poster? You got to fold out Johnny Duchendorf in your collection? <laughs> no, I don't. But I will tell you, I walked the same halls in high school that John Denver did in Fort Worth, Texas. Did you really? Arlington Heights High School. In did Florida you wear a shirt State. like
0: that at all? Have no. anything? Okay, I did. A Couple not.
1: flowers there on the collar, looking good, John. The battle for
0: John Denver's and soul "Country Rose is, is not us.
1: about West Virginia either. So just in never case has you didn't been. No, yeah, exactly. Never
0: has been. And "Country Boy" maybe a better song in general. <laughs> Certainly, "Rocky Mountain High" will take you there every time. Oh, uh, yeah. Looking forward to it. And join us this weekend. We will be back with the morning after report as we parse everything that goes down, good or bad, at Jones Stadium on Saturday afternoon uh enjoyed the week as always chris glad to be back to football this weekend man and uh looking forward to talking with you about it all on the other side thanks for the time as always
1: drink it in people drink it in yes west by god virginia going down this weekend <laughs> keep hope alive everyone <laughs>
0: and subscribe on youtube or anywhere you get podcast we do appreciate it make locked on big 12 your second listen after locked on texas tech with josh neighbors right here on the locked on podcast network and be on the lookout for the morning after report coming up this weekend on the other side of tech and west virginia for the only chris level i'm casey cowan may the spirit of john denver be with you and thanks for joining us again on locked on texas tech